own a uh, Call of Cthulhu game that's uh, single player or two player. I can't remember the name of it, that one though, but it has like adventures and you can buy it. it. Sounds like a Call of Cthulhu game. Like, I, I found this game I don't remember buying. It's a Call of Cthulhu game. I just don't remember it. I, I, I played it, but I don't remember whether it was with myself or whether they were real or not. Yes. Yes. Welcome to SideQuest Source Season 2, where Steffi presses the wrong button for sound effects. Or does he? Da, da, da. <laughs> Actually, that, that, that kind of fit. I, I, I want to apologize in advance to everyone who's like listening to season two and now they're going to be having an excess of sound effects in this because I'm just so happy with playing with this thing. He, he's got eight buttons and he's not afraid to press them. Yeah. And none of them are labeled. No. Oh, shit, I forgot to label. Well, I'm, all, I'm slowly learning. I know this one is the wah-wah. <laughs> and this is the applause. That was actually a lucky guess for me. <laughs> <That> <laughs> I, I, I'm starting to remember where everything Can is. Can we get a badum tss? He's on the track today. Mm-hmm. So there's a there's a game we all want to talk about. We played it online. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's not out yet physically, but it, you can try it out on uh, Tabletop Simulator. And Tabletop, yeah. And Tabletop, yeah. It's called Agamonia. Yes, and it, it will be coming out on Kickstarter at some point in the near future. Lead designer is Max Wickstrom, and it has some great artists in there, and the art is amazing. It's impeccable. It's beautiful. Yeah. I, I really highly suggest every go, everyone go check out their website, which is, I think it's uh, agamonia.com. Um, it's also published by a lot of Belit Bistefi. Let me just... Yeah, it, the game is being made here in Finland, so lucky us. Suomen mainittu. Todella tavataan. Todella. Yeah, agamonia.com. Um, there you'll get, like, really excellent background uh, history, uh, you'll be able to um, get uh, information when their Kickstarter goes live and they'll have links to um, the intro games or the demo games that they have. And you also get to see some really good videos. And it's it's really like the intro games that we played. This is one of the games I played with him as well. Personally, we were at a bar and he like just brought out all the stuff and it was still like in uh, prototype mode. And already at that point, I was like, man, this looks really good. This is like really high production value. And then we played um, on Tabletop Simulator, the uh, the first two scenarios, and we had a blast. It was good. It, it was, was really good. It was really fun. It, it, it is. It seems like, a, like an evolution from Hero, Hero Quest. Yeah, yeah, to a degree. I mean, for me, like the first thing that, you know, stuck in my mind, like the first time I played it, and especially playing with you guys online, was that like this, this is the closest thing to playing like Baldur's Gate that I've ever gotten with a board game. You know, because we all we all have our characters and we we have this board and each each scenario has its own board and that might not necessarily be, you know, always the same board. It might change throughout the game because the story progresses as you play and just like the sense of freedom that we had, but still you're feeling like you're playing in a story is it, it, really good. Let's let's take a step back. The, okay. the game itself is a cooperative crossover between a board game and a role play game. It has elements of a light role play game yeah. while still having the the feel and strategy of a board game. It's it's cooperative. It's is is it one player playable or is it two to four? Uh, it's one to four. One to four. So yeah, you can play solo or you can play in a team of four cooperatively. You each take control of a character through this unfolding story in this wonderful 
colourful, um, exciting, and different fantasy world that they've made. It's, I mean, it's totally unique. Mm-hmm. I really love the world they've created. Yes, I mean, it's 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 always nice to encounter interesting fantasy worlds that pretty much nowadays simply dare step away from the uh, archetype set up by Tolkien. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there's there's no elves or orcs. No, I mean you 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 have species that kind of remind you of it. What I like about the game is that they've gone totally different. I mean, it, this starts reminding me of those really good old 80s kind of fantasy m- movies that decided to go totally different. Like, okay, we have um, The Dark Crystal. It's a fantasy movie. Yep. Uh, maybe with a little bit of sci-fi because it takes place on a different planet, but it's still fantasy and you have its own creatures, its own lore and background. Same thing goes for Labyrinth. I yeah. mean, okay, they do have... Trolls, fairies, and goblins and stuff, but it still has its own look and feel, and that's what I really like. And this this game really brought that is bringing that back to board gaming or to fantasy role playing, which well, I really like. The whole fantasy genre in general, in in my opinion, would benefit from simply simply having more stories and worlds that are not based on on European mythology or uh, the works of Tolkien, for example. Yeah, yeah. not everything yeah, it, has to have elves and orcs in it. Yeah, elves and orcs and like some cultish symbolism and, and yeah. uh, Nordic gods and what. It's it's better to instead have this in, entirely own, your entirely own thing with like semi-aquatic squid people and like owl people and stuff. And I, I was a raven person. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I go into the game completely cold. I've not read anything about it. And just by reading the introduction to the scenario and the, the color text that explains what's going on in different events, you start to get a picture of the world right away. So it's, it's new, but it doesn't feel off-puttingly alien. Mm. That is true, yeah, because it's still a well-told story. Mm-hmm. So you still get into the story and you use all these new, completely new terms for like, the names of species and things. But it doesn't do unnecessary world building. It doesn't have like, and now for on a, on a side note, here's the history of these of the Raven people. No, it's not. It's it's a Raven person. I, I want to I, I want to um, still say that there is a lot of lore and stuff already on their website that it goes into very, a lot of detail about this. It's not required, but it just enriches the experience when you do take your time in reading all this stuff. But that that's what's the beauty of it. It doesn't require you to know this stuff. It doesn't it doesn't go like, okay, now we're gonna have to go into all this stuff. Like it doesn't go into the J.R. Martin kind of like, okay, now we're gonna have to explain the whole history of this cup this character is drinking from. It doesn't have anything pertaining to the story, but I'm gonna now waste fifty pages explaining who created this cup and why it's so important and why we're never gonna see it again. In in this, it's just you have this great, very accessible world where things are strange enough that you want to learn more, but you don't need to if you don't want to. You can jump right in with the yeah. story. Uh, yes, because I, lo- I love the fact that also in the intro of the game, uh, it uh, mentions the fact, okay, like there's all this like background information available at, at this address, you know, Read it. it will, if it, please, please, please read it because it will really in, enrich your experience of, of of the game, the game world. But it's no way not necessary. None of us read it. We just played the game, and that alone was so interesting. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah no, no, but yes, before the before we started playing. Yeah, I'm mean, like me, me and Tom. We came in cold. We didn't know anything. Like, All right, cool. I, I just like decided. Oh, well, I guess I'll be purple. What am I? I'm a I'm a squid person. I'm a wizard yeah. apparently. Okay, let's go with this. I'm a squid wizard. A squizzard. Uh, a squizzard. I don't think you were a squizzard. Were you? 
It was some. It, it, I thought it, you were it, like a cat person or something. No, no, no. The, the, the paladin was, paladin a, cat was a cat person. There was the, the, the was rogue the raven. Rogue, like, rogue raven. Rogan. Rogan. Rogue raven. Cat paladin. And, and then there was like the stone fighter. Yeah, so like, uh, yeah, that was me. Yeah, yeah, yeah you so were like a person. stone elemental yeah, you were this creature. Guy. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And uh, what's nice is that there's four characters. They each have nice character art, so you can look at them and kind of realize, mm. okay, this is the kind of character they're going to be playing. And they are all different, very different in terms of rule mechanics. Mm-hmm. Um even down to movement. I mean, the, the board itself, you have this beautifully illustrated board, which is divided up into segments. And it's different every scenario. It's, it's diff- yeah, different board every scenario. And moving from one segment to another costs a point of movement. But how your characters move, how they gain extra movement, is is different for every character. It, it's not in a complicated way, but movement management is one of the big parts of the game. And for some characters, it's quite easy to zip around the board. Other characters have to plan their moves more mm-hmm. carefully, even multiple turns in advance. Um, and everything is written in such a way that it's a super easy mechanic to use, but every character is different, and every character has their strengths and flexibilities. And and planning what the team is going to do yeah. is a really positive cooperative playing event and 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 i got it you know exactly i i have to say that like um the planning with your friends is what what makes the game really good because there is still an initiative you pull the card and it like kind of changes who gets to go first sometimes the slowest person gets to go first so it kind of depends each round like who who has what initiative Mm. but the character board that you have is very um very intuitive the whole game is very intuitive I don't think we actually looked at the rule book very many times. I think we looked oh, at it no. twice. Um, and in both cases, it was like the, the obvious way was the right way to go, but yeah. we just wanted to check. Yeah, we just yeah. wanted to double check. Mm. And and that that's what what made it so great. And then what, I remember speaking with um, the designer and he was explaining that between every scenario or then at some point in the game, um, each character still has their own story arc. So there is, while there is downtime between the games, your character still is living a life and you have to pick what happens in their own personal stories. Yeah, and that brings us to another really cool point was that these are levelable characters. Yeah, 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 exactly. So you, so in that, in that, in that way, it is very much a role-playing, pen and paper role-playing game, yeah. except there's no pen and no paper, but everyone's... You're playing the game, and depending on your actions, your your character gets access to, say, items and things. And then later on, you might have to give the, you give that item to someone else, or you you keep it to make use use of it. So, so yes, you, you collect gear, and uh, you unlock new skills and stuff. So in that sense, yeah, it's a very living, it's a living character in a, in a living world. Yeah, and I really like that. Like I remember when we were playing the first scenario where there was the big flood happening. And we were inside the tavern and, you know, like, what are we going to do? Uh, who's going to do, you know, who's going to save uh, that person? And there was like, you know, screams coming from behind the bar. And my character was, I was playing the big rock guy. He walks outside and there's like a family on a boat. So, of course, I'm like, okay, I, I got to save them. And by doing that, it changes the board to something else because of what I did. But that also helped later on in us completing... Um, another thing, because now we had an, another exit route, yeah, where we could um, save yeah, people, save people too, yeah, yeah. 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 And I re- I really like that, 
And uh, especially then like in the second um, scenario, then when there was like that fallen down tree and we had to start figuring out how to get chop that down. Unlike normal board games, we were, when you look at the board and you start strategizing how we're going to do this, I think we were, when we were playing the game, we were figuring it out like a role-playing game. Okay, how are we going to bring this thing down? Because the it didn't feel like when we were playing that we were constrained by rules. We were just given rules like this is how you move and this is how you react. And then you go to these places and then things happen. Kind of like um, uh, Betrayal at the House on the Hill. You know, you have a card that says like, okay, in this area, you have to take a story card, from this specific story card, and then it explains. But that, that was so cool because, you know, you don't know what to expect. You don't know how they're going to... Um, figure it out for you it's it's great yeah I, i like that because yeah you look at the board and it looks sort of obvious because you know uh, when you look at the uh, gaming board you of, of course can see the entire board but that's at the same time there was hidden information there mm. we had to get to a certain place to, so that we could look at a certain card which then explains oh what's what's ha- what happens here in, in this spot and then you can figure out oh, okay well you look at the board and there's a falling down, down tree we're leading a wagon somewhere okay we obviously we need to do something about the tree but first we have to explore the tree and around it to figure out what can we actually do to get this tree out of the way yeah yeah i i i just i just really liked it and that just the idea of having i don't remember how many how many scenarios there's going to be like or how many campaign missions but like at least at least 20, 30, maybe up to 50. I don't, I don't remember exactly what the right number was, but just to know that there's this massive campaign in front of you that you can play. Yeah, I mean, this is a very good entryway for people who are interested in role-playing games but are a bit scared away by the whole rolling uh, character sheets and uh, needing someone to be a dungeon master and whatnot because yeah. you don't need a dungeon master. You're all working together exactly against the board, with the board, and... Uh, part of being part of an epic adventure yeah. or, le- or level yeah. people level up and stuff you get you, you, and you, people you, who are maybe afraid of like um ac- you know like using their imagination or accessing the maybe some i mean i don't want to say there's uh people without imagination in the planet i i i believe everyone has some sort of imagination yeah. but not everyone wants to play act yeah not everyone wants to play actor not everyone you know can um not everyone maybe um wants to or knows how to um have that all run in their head Uh, you know they need something more concrete to follow yeah to begin with at least and this is a really great game that way because it's it's mostly all on the board and then all explained to you so it's really it's really a lot of fun yeah very easy to access yeah very easy to access and i just i just really love it and i um going back to the player boards and how we do actions like movements i mean you had a uh, maneuver and then Was it an action? A maneuver and an action, yeah. yeah and and yeah. you had to declare your maneuver first because depending on what kind of maneuver you took was like, you do you take, you could either take one that allowed you to take like, uh, or was it maneuver actually? Either way, you had to declare one thing in, when at the start of your turn and that determined, or, or will you be able to do take actions such as attacking and things this, this mm-hmm. turn or are you simply moving around faster? Yeah, yeah, there, yeah, something like that. Yeah, and declare uh, that first yeah, and then I, you... Mm. Yeah, I think it was just then one maneuver you picked, or then you could do two maneuvers and you spend. Um, we're, we're horrible. I know that, that that's Star Wars. Yeah, that's Star Wars. <laughs> you go to the yeah, Empire. Yeah. We've been playing I that one. Stuff. No, no, game but um, this is this is more of us just talking about Agamonia. We're not doing a review or anything here. We're yeah. just saying like this. This is an awfully fun game. Um, but what I really liked was that you have the stack of mana. 
yeah. or, or life force or whatnot. Yeah. And that stack also is your life, you know, your health points. And you can, uh, when you start pushing your character, mm, you yeah. start using from that stack um, your mana. And then after a while, you can kind of rest and add back to your stack. And if you start getting damaged, then that stack turns red and then you can't put it back into your uh, stack, your stack um, before you heal it. Yeah, until, yeah, yeah, until, yeah. And I thought that that's, that's so economical. Yeah, because you, you combine uh, the action economy sort of like action points yeah. with your with your health, but uh, so that it's also then y- your your health level actually then is seen in the amount of actions you can take. So yeah. getting damaged doesn't allow you to comp- continue running around mm. like nothing, nothing and, happened. And if I recall, it also affects your dice pool. Yeah, you can use you can use mana to enhance dice rolls and skill checks. Yeah, so it, you're doing a lot of things with one set of tokens, and that's really nice. And it, the, and it all worked. Yeah. And it all worked yeah, so yeah, well. Really well, yeah, because yeah, yeah, like yeah, the action to like uh, you had to take a take one, one maneuver that allowed you to move faster if you spend some of these energy points, mana points, but uh, or you can take an action that allowed you to attack or to then uh, meditate a little bit so you get some energy back. Or some uh, self recuperation, which allows you to then heal the tokens from from being bling, being red back to blue. So then next turn you can put them back in your try to get them back into your uh, into your mana your, stack. Yeah, in, yeah. In your mana stack, and that was cool because the thing is, it's um, it's also a re- really cool cool system. The game mm. itself because it, it very much looks like it's you could very much very easily. I'm hoping that they'll they'll do end up having this amazing cool story arc with all with these characters, and then they can make like. A new new adventure with new characters. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, the, the use this system for like something else. I mean, I. It's very I, simple. Yeah, I would love to have you know, like I, I can't wait to you know kickstart this game. I'm I've I've already told him directly. I'm like, when you go on kickstart, I'll be the first one there going for the all in package with everything. And um, but I would love to have a sci fi based game. Yeah. with this as well because oh, wow. i can just see how fun that would be to have different maps with like asteroids and space bases and different planet surfaces oh man yeah, i would could, love to write that yeah, yeah. because it is very story based so essentially I mean, they could then eventually heck hopefully they'll they'll uh, work together with with some some licensing deals like a call of cthulhu adventure game you're, yeah. you're, you're four adventures you, you you go in that one house and then depending on how that goes that will will affect your next Next scenario, or next map. Well, oh. what I'm going to say is, when we were playing the game, which was really nice, all the narrated bits, well, some of the narrated bits, they had voice recordings of, mm. f- was it from the website or was it an app? I think these were directly in um, ta- uh, in Tabletop Simulator. In the tabletop but simulator. I think you get them on, the, on their website as well. Okay. No, you do. You, you do get them on their website. Yeah, and they were really nice. So obviously, there were some some cards with text on that you'd read, but the larger story parts, uh, if you wanted to, you could uh, you could read it off the card, or they had it read, uh, and it was quite a good voice actor. Yeah, with some with like background sound effects and stuff. Yeah, mm. I'd, I'd like to say if they if they want someone with a, a nice English accent to do it, of course I'm available, but <laughs> and I I can even do it in my sexy voice or my non sexy voice up to you. It's just like, how, how would you want to play Agamonia with the candles on? Take it nice and easy. Your character slides the knife between the ribs of your opponent. <laughs> Their last dying breath sighs out as you savor the kill. Yeah, we could play like that. That would be fun. But lovely game. I'm really looking forward to seeing yeah. uh, the next 
next episodes, how the story continues. There's There were two scenarios available when we played it online, yeah. mm-hmm. and it left me going, yeah, I can play more. And the scenarios are nice and short, that you can play one by itself, or you can play two or three back-to-back for to make an evening's game of it. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely fine. That, oh, oh, now I remember. So the whole thing um, was that I, I was asking, is this kind of like a legacy game? And will it be then the end in the end? And and he was like, well, no, not really. You can, you know, pack it all up and then play it again if you want. And I was like, well, don't you know how the game ends and stuff? Well, there's there's going to be different ways to getting to the end. But when you play a video game, you know how it ends. But you still play it again, don't you? If it's a good one. I'm like, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> mm. You know, it's like it's it's not it's not the end result, it's the journey. Because yeah. part of me wishes that we could play uh Betrayal Legacy again. Because there was No, not in the way we did it. Not not in the way we did it. I mean there was unfortunately a couple of occasions where it kind of went into this monotonous uh round where we just we we just pushed through it and Max was always the <laughs> bad guy in it. But um, duck kicking your ass. Yeah, but but still, when when it got to the end game and we started finding out like what the big story is, then it started getting. It was really cool. Good. Yeah. Yes, I mean, like I- even the the parts where it started getting a bit tiresome, and then the, there was the one unfortunate time when we had the one instance that that just like was jarringly different from the oh the, rest yeah of the, the alien one yeah, the X one Files was, episode I didn't yeah. like that one that, that really like broke the rhythm but also I mean getting to that because our I think we were too greedy we because we we, 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 we we decided we're gonna play like the House on the Hill the Legacy in like one weekend yeah and we sat down and we just we literally paid played for like multiple days straight and that. It's it, too much. It's too much. It's I too mean, much. It killed it. It killed it a little bit. Yeah, in my opinion. Yeah. But now looking back on it, it it was actually quite. Uh, it was a really cool, fun experience, but I, one that I don't want not want to repeat. No, no, I don't want to repeat it. Now, next time when we play a legacy game, we we're gonna do it that we, we play we, one one. Ration it out. Yes. We ration it once Definitely. or twice a weekend, and and do it because I'm I'm telling you, if we would have if we would have done it with legacy, uh, with that that game as well, then. And I'm pretty sure we would have enjoyed it even more. Oh yes, definitely. But that was still a pretty freaking good weekend. That was what, fun. What I will tell you, and this is entirely justifiable from our viewpoint, and I'm not going to put the spoiler in, but that first scenario just blew our minds so hard. We thought we just have to play this again and again. Yeah, that was it. It broke us to the point. It was like we need more of this. We were instantly addicted, and that's why we played so oh, much. Oh, yeah, you mean you mean the, the, the first mission, the very yeah. first. Scenario. Oh, yes, that one was that was a beautiful first mission, and definitely it, it's one that requires. It's it's it'll be really hard to only play the first mission. Yeah, play the yeah, first no. mission, you're like, <gasps> that's the I bond beginning. More. Yeah, you, you play that, and then roll credits yeah. or roll the beginning yeah, intro and thing the actual game. and then then the actual i i just remember like later on when it's like look under the box and we're like what what's in the box <laughs> what's in the box yeah, uh, yeah that that's one. great but like it was uh, ta- super fun though but taking it back to agamonia mm. i'm i'm looking forward to something similar playing this that i i feel like once we've played once you start getting into into it and we've played through one campaign or one, like one mission and the next one and they were like oh you know you can see all the different stuff w- where it might lead and I'm, I've heard that the, you know there there are different paths 
you know, there are, um, there were already in the missions that we played that you could see there was different, oh, sorry, uh, there was different endings. Oh, yeah, yeah, very strongly implied that your your choices would have consequences. Yeah, and I think that'll be, that'll be what puts this game different from the rest because, I mean, of course, I think the biggest, I won't say competition, but the biggest thing uh, this game will be, um, like, compared to might be something like Gloomhaven, Gloomhaven and Frosthaven, which is quite similar. It's more of a dungeon crawl combat RPG kind of game, where w- which we have yet to play, and I'm pretty sure we will, but now they're coming up with a PC version, which is pretty much essentially the same thing, and I thought, like, well, let's see which one we want to do. Yeah, well, the Rona is happening, so it might be better to do the non-physical. Yeah, now. exactly. Mm-hmm. But that being said, playing this, I really like it's... I just, I, I just really like the world. I, I, I really want to explore this world and see what there is. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Mm. And and whilst I agree that the the world building and the the artwork is gorgeous and makes me want to play more, for me, what really appeals to it is the rule mechanic. This is a really nice, simple yet flexible game to play that requires a high level of cooperative strategic thinking. So I, I want to find out what happens with the story as well, but the mechanic of just playing the game, of pl- uh, working things together. I mean, we played three players. I want to go back and do those two scenarios again with CJ joining us yeah, and definitely. do it as four players and to see if we can get the bits that we missed the first time. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that would be good. Yeah, I mean, that's very true. And, I mean, I, I, I was lucky enough to see the prototypes of the models as well, mm-hmm. and the models are gorgeous. Nice. So, I mean, the production quality of this game is, I mean, if... if if the production quality is going to be already only as good as the prototype, then I'll be more than happy anyway. But uh, I'm pretty sure they're going to still, you know, ramp it up from there. And this is this, this is looking like something really big, you know, a really good game on the horizon. So please, everyone, uh, you know, have a look. Go to agamonia.com, check out their world, read about the game. You can also see it on Board Game Geek. Com, tabletop Simulator, Tabletopia. You know, try out the scenarios for yourself. I'm pretty sure you you're not going to be disappointed. We 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 really you know recommend this game. Oh, definitely. And that was hundred percent. Agamonia is an A G E M O N I A. Yeah, yeah. And still about the rules and the whole how it felt playing it. Um, it feels like this this also a game where the design the designers really thought about. Well, I mean, uh, consider the design philosophy of uh it's not that it's it's not about when there's nothing more left to add but when there's nothing more left to remove from the game because it was very simple and it worked very well i mean like there was okay like, how about there we have a health we have health and 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 mana and and and, and stuff how about we just make all that one one stack yeah, so yeah it was very simple like okay you can move this this many spaces how okay well how, how can we determine this and this and in the most simple way yeah. possible. Okay, like all the squares on the map have a little have uh, have dots on them. Yeah, you and know that this guy is like when he designed it, that he's played board games before. Yeah, mm. and a he, good design philosophy here. Yeah, exactly. And um, I remember when when I saw that you could change the board. You know, one can say like, "Oh, well, that's a gimmick." And in my opinion, gimmicks are fine. It's a mechanic, mm. but there are many games where that sort of thing is its main mechanic hmm. but this game incorporates them as if it was just another part of the game and it that's what makes it so so lovely because it also 
it, it just creates this kind of world or this experience where anything is possible. Anything can happen. The board can change. The, 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 the rules can change. Everything is just really like fluid. And also, as you were mentioning, you know, like streamlining all the rules and, and making them so that, you know, you can combine certain things. There, there, there's also very little downtime for you because you're following what other people are doing because we're all playing together, all making sure that we're all doing things at the right time. So if it's not your turn, it still technically is because, you know, you're helping the other people out. It's it's, it's really great. Yeah, it's, it's probably cooperative. Even when yeah. you're, you're not actively doing anything with your character, you're still being part of the decision-making and, and, and planning with uh with with your friends they they you're playing with yeah and that was really fun and uh, the way they mentioned that then anything can happen because i really like the fact that we were playing this and the game has obviously obviously built also around the concept like uh what you see is what you get when it when you because there was a card and it was flipped and then it's okay put this on this part of the board now that replaces that part of the board mm. like, okay excellent so the rules are always on the board that's true. So that That's you don't true. have to worry about the rule book being that because well, the rules aren't this ephemeral set of rules that you have to keep in your head outside of the, mm. the game board. It's on the board. What's happening on the board is real. If it's if if, if it's not yeah. there, it doesn't matter. Oh yeah, and now I remember another another thing in the second scenario. And this is what's so great about the um, how he's even developed the scenarios is that each scenario teaches you more of the rules. Yeah. So the first scenario is very straightforward, and you know stuff, and you're like, okay, great, I know this. And then in the second one, then he incorporates more rules with, you know, more skills and your characters are better. And um, then in that one, it show, started showing like um, how enemy mobs work. Mm. And yeah, initiative started mattering. Yeah, initiative started mattering. And then the their artificial intelligence, how they reacted to you. And it really felt like these things are like we're not controlling them. Something else is controlling yeah. them. Yeah, every turn you draw a a card which gives a set of priorities for the enemy models. So you know, it, if if you could draw a card, and it's it, you'll say in this turn the models will act before you, and and they will do this, and then next turn they'll do something different. So there wasn't this predictability. I mean, you could see what they were going to do, and you could say, okay, they're going to follow this rule, they're going to go here, they're going to do this, but you couldn't predict in advance exactly what they're going to do there was this el- uncontrolled element that meant you were always on your toes mm. trying to figure out you know the safest way to do yeah things. yeah and uh, yeah so and and it was cool that the enemy mobs weren't always mindlessly running at you waiting to be slaughtered mm. correct uh, but because there was a chance that they'd actually avoid you this turn they're like oh no it's maybe it's getting a bit too risky mm. for them well they're there they'll they'll approach but they won't engage oh and the same with um the npc the 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 cart that we're doing because mm. it also reacts differently depending is there you know bad guys around yeah and such it, it was I, I I thought it was really really cool but and the instructions were still really simple to oh follow yeah. and, oh, and yes. that made it a, a, a joy to play mm. yeah, yeah. Mm. so yeah go go check it out Agamonia coming on Kickstarter soon ish to an internet near you that was yeah a fun game yeah. Should we segue into something else? Um, well, that just rem- reminded me. I mean, it's not something we can really talk about because we haven't actually played it, but we should because we now we now played a, essentially a prototype uh, teaching version of one game and another one I really oh, want to play is Frostpunk, the board yeah. game. I've looked at it once and I just like fiddled around with it, with it because it's also also on uh, on Tabletop Simulator. Yeah, and I found it there and it was uh, it was it was uh, free from the with the workshop to download and to just try it out. 
and trying to play. And it it looked very promising, and also it would be a very nice uh, cooperative uh, everyone against the board kind of situation. Yeah, because that that is an excellent game in and on itself. Oh, I mean, that's a game. It's yes, but. We shouldn't. We're, we're a tabletop podcast. We shouldn't. <laughs> no, we shouldn't. We shouldn't. We mustn't. We it's m- a fantastic game. We, we should. We should have like a uh, a separate podcast of just like talking video games. Mm. But uh, anyway, uh, uh, I digress, or we digress. Mm. Um, as we c- usually do. As we do. <laughs> it, it looks like a really fun game. I had it on Kickstarter for a while, but then I had to choose between that and I think life, and I decided to choose life. Yes. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> choose life. Celebrate culture. <laughs> no, <laughs> anyway. fuck nature. Fuck nature. <laughs> that no, was the one. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's an inside joke. I might have to cut that out. <laughs> but oh, leave it in. Yeah. It's a stupid joke that I can't even remember where it started from. I think but we were watching like National Geographic or something. Yeah, someone, was, or mis- someone, someone, someone misheard, misheard something. Yeah. Maybe. Anyway, as a board game, it looks really great. I w- it had lots of little pieces, and I love fiddly bits, and I love pieces. Yeah. And um, lots of cute. It it looks like a really fun game. I'm I'm hoping that it creates that sensation that you get in the in the video the game. Of, yeah, that sense of urgency. That sense of urgency. That sense and of like hard choices. Like r- some something's going to get sacrificed. Yeah, like really hard choices, and you know you just have to somehow you have to draw a line for yourself and go like, okay, I will not go beyond this line. I will, you know, like no matter what, that's how I survived that game where I decided like, I will never endanger children. Mm. Everything else is fine. (laughs) I can, I can, I'll do all the hard choices. If people have to amputate their legs and put robot legs instead, fine. That's okay. But kids, they got to be kids and be happy and, and, and treated well. Oh, well. I chose survival. The kids, the kids worked. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, but see, but that that's what's so great about that game. See, we're we're talking about the bloody I mean, video game. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, um, compared to Agamonia, the little the little bit that I saw of the board game itself, it had more cards and more complexity, and I really liked Agamonia's simplicity and streamlinedness. It worked, and it seemed like in that uh, it would work just as well in all kinds of various different circumstances campaigns with different characters and the frostpunk board game because it's a resource management survival against the board cooperative game but it still tried to bring in all those pc game elements that were like there's you have to take right some uh some you have to like some some resource i mean some like uh, research yeah stuff and uh nature might affect some, some people that the the more the morale the people might affect things so that there was a bunch of cards there and now I'm now I'm getting kind of nervous. Like, oh no, will, is it? Will it work as well as it like? Because the board itself looks like it could be a streamlined, cool game, but then see, all that, those complexities. Yeah, that is that is the problem because I mean, uh, unlike Agamonia, which is a totally unique property, it's it's a unique game, unique rules, unique world. Everything about it is unique, which makes it great. Um, and unfortunately, what we're seeing more and more, some some companies know how to do it well, most companies don't, is that you're starting to see licensed games more and more again. And, you know, like Frostpunk, the board game, it might be good. It looks great. It has production value. We have yet to try it, so we can't really put our opinions on what it's like. Yeah. But there is that risk. Yeah. It had a lot of cards. So they yeah. might be useless complexity, like that cool PC element don't always translate well to board games. Exactly. Crusader Kings, one of our favorite PC games ever. An atrociously bad board game. Atrociously bad. I'm always, I've always looked at the Civilization board game 
and thought, how the hell can you turn a game that expansive and that detailed into a board game without it being horrifically over-managed? And, yeah, sometimes you just work on your own IP. There are some games that work really well on a computer would make a terrible board game. And there are some games that work amazingly as a board game that you would not want to run as a computer game. Mm. And, like, Civilization as a board game, the only way I can see it working is Risk with upgrade cards. Yeah, and that's, yeah. that's not what I want. Yeah. No, exactly. It, it sounds like risk with upgrade cards. It doesn't sound yeah. fun at all. Risk is amazing. Actually, risk with upgrade cards could be really cool, but that also sounds like the games... Well, there is... Well, the, the game already takes four hours, so now it would take ten. But there's Risk Legacy. That's the first Legacy game that came out. Oh, dear Lord. Yeah, so you, oh. you play Risk with in the Legacy system. But no, 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 don't, don't knock it, because people are saying... I mean, because of Risk Legacy, that's why we have Legacy games now. Mm. Oh, so that's where they got the name from. Um, I don't know. I think I think someone uh, coined Legacy as a system. I think that was uh, the Bourne films. <laughs> okay. Oh, thank you. That doesn't count because you had to demand it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Those were pity laughs. Those were pity laughs. No, I I I reserve the right to demand button presses. Mm. Steffi okay. gets to choose the button, but I can make him press it. Exactly. Mm. Poor Steph. <laughs> that backfired. Mm. Oh, speaking uh, of backfires. No. No, don't, don't do don't it. Don't do it. We're, oh, we're, we're in, a, in an enclosed space. We've you just had a curry, man. Come on. Yeah, then keep it in. Yes. Like it's not how it works. Yes, it is. No. We'll get the super glue if we have to, and then he'll keep it in forever. That's what it was originally designed for. Yes. Gluing human flesh. Skin. Skin is flesh, yes. Skin is not flesh. Skin is its own organ. Oh. So, I actually, as a a non-native speaker, so I've always thought like flesh is just all meat bits. And skin Uh, would be a part of your meat. Well, technically, flesh is your muscles. All right, cool. Technically. But I would would count, you know. Technically correct is the best kind of correct. Mm. Thank you. That's a, I think that's a Will Wheaton quote. That's a Futurama quote. I don't know. I, I've, I've heard Will Wheaton use it multiple times, and if yeah, he likes it, it's good for me. Yeah. yeah, but I think it is because it's it's from the Futurama episode with the black and the, the gray people, and the, uh, they had like they were like bureaucrats of the universe and stuff, and they like, and then the uh, fryer was fryer someone was pointing out something that's like obviously false but technically correct, and they're like you are technically correct, which is the best kind of correct, and therefore he like wants some. Oh, there you go something. then. Yeah. No, I mean, there's a, there's a meme of that at least, and that's what. Oh, that's I, why I, I remember it because it's a there's a it's a Futurama meme. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Sorry, I've got like an active digestive system at the moment. It's going to come out one end or the other. There's a toilet here, mate. Do you don't to... need to go to a toilet to burp. That's true. Or fart. Uh, depends on who's farting and what what's coming out, man. I mean, you can poison large rooms. <laughs> <laughs> he can fumigate. <laughs> he, can, he can start a fumigation company. It's purely Tom, organic. Yeah, Tom's curry. <laughs> Don't worry, Tom. I'm cutting I'm all sorry. this. Out. <laughs> I'm cutting all this out. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, 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 my poor digestive system. Uh, Why are you all so cruel to me? Actually, with 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 that gas, we can probably get to the moon. <laughs> like, well, we can run a few buses with it at least. <laughs> Sorry, 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 sorry